Side of it, you know how it's like once a bad smell is around for long enough, you get used to it, and then it doesn't smell bad anymore. Yes, are you? Like what it... <laughs> is that? What our podcast is? No, I'm not saying that's what our podcast is. I'm just saying we need to be wary. You know, we need to exit the room and enter back in, so we can know if there's that bad smell lingering around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is this, this yep. is Sam and Maggie Hakeley. Over there, that's my brother, Sam. Hello. Uh, say hello. Yeah, there you are. Um, and we are watching Glee. We have never finished the series, but we did watch it when it was on TV. And now we are on episode 20 of season one. We are past the teens, everybody. Yes. Yeah, and we're almost done with season one. Um, we only have that's a couple true. more episodes after this. So I'm Oof. pumped. I'm yeah. pumped to be done with season one. Season two means uh, Darren Chris. Yes. And other things, I guess. I don't yeah, know. I, um, <laughs> hopefully more coherent plots. Nah, I, man. Nah. Uh, no way. Damn. Coherent <laughs> plots. That's not Glee's thing. I guess that's a fair point. Speaking of, let's get into the app. This episode was, uh, it's called Theatricality. Yes. AKA, it's the Gaga episode. Yes. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it originally aired May 25th, 2010, with 11.37 million viewers, which is down from last week, um, which was 11.47. And, uh, yeah, so we're kind of just on like a slow decline. Um, Everyone got real jazzed, apparently, about the second half of the season we all like numbers shot up for the beginning yep. of this half and then they just kind of like you know been just like dwindling Petering just down out. the hill yeah so well it's because um there are the people who like the show who are watching it anyway you know like us or whatever yes. and sure. then there are people who were interested in being like oh this sounds fun and then they're like oh this is some like weird gay shit no <laughs> i was gonna say they they were like this is a little gay so <laughs> Um, so this episode was written and directed by Ryan Murphy. Yeah, which I, I saw that. I was surprised. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When, because you when liked it? Yeah, because <laughs> well, it's actually a pretty good episode. <laughs> it's an all right episode, but there are some pacing issues. Sure, sure, sure. There so, are yeah. some, I mean, you can only tell, it's like you, you already told parts of this story already. We don't need to hear yeah. it again. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we'll get into it uh, when we get into the episode. Let's talk a little bit about the clit- critical reception. Sure. For this up. Once again, had mixed reviews. But Entertainment Weekly said that it was one of the favorite episodes of the season. Compared it positively to the Madonna episode. Yep. Uh, the power of Madonna. That was earlier. You remember Sue Sylvester wore a cone, cone bra. Well, she also wore like a variety of wigs. She did so. some dope ass wigs, some yeah. laid wigs. Yes. Uh, the New York Post felt that there were similar scene, too many similar scenes between Kurt and Bert that were um, becoming increasingly frequent and diminishing the impact of the storyline as a whole. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Um, and like just to, like. Yeah, I mean, I understand what they're saying, 
but also this was 2010 like this sure. is before like this, yeah this story kind of needed to be told at that point exactly understood so i mean uh, like, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. fused film criticize whatever the fuck that is criticized <laughs> the use of poker face as a mother-daughter <laughs> duet yeah i mean <laughs> this is a fair point because that song is about a woman it having sex with people it doesn't well no it's about it's about poker idiot yeah, you're right. Sorry. It's about poker. There's no <laughs> symbolism. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I, so I before we get into the episode, um, sure. yesterday I watched the entirety of the first season of Sense8. Okay. Yes. Okay. That is something that I did. I really enjoyed it. I do want to recommend it to everyone. It took me, you know, a, a chill three years to watch it. Whatever. <laughs> Um, let's talk it? about the so- idea of the new directions being, being censored. <laughs> Hive mind. Please. Okay. Um, that would be awesome. And I think the show if would they be were a lot a better. Yes. Also, it'd be weird because they're all in the same place. I feel like that's part of the nice thing about Sense8 is that, is that like, they're not in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that it, it like, you know, at least tries to like in incorporate the idea that there are cultures around the world that are different but like we all have similarities as human beings um whereas this would just show us oh we're all ohioans and we all (laughs) live in like a dumpy little town so yeah (laughs) i just imagine that everybody would uh i don't know maybe sympathize more i don't know well i think i think we wouldn't see the issues that we see with kurt and finn so let's that's Do really it. true. Fuck. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That would solve all their problems. Right. Damn it. Yes. So um, let's start off also, with the recap. Also, Finn wasn't so oh. fucking uptight yeah, and well, homophobic. We're going we're gonna to talk about that a lot. So the recap this week, um, we get some information again about last week's episode, Brian Ryan, yep. uh, Artie's Dream. Um, we also get a little bit of information about uh, Kurt and Finn and their Kurt parents' and Finn, relationship. Actually relevant shit. Yeah, I know. Um there also is a little bit about uh, is achievable word, which I was like, I guess this is a fun little joke, whatever. And then well, um, there's also Rachel's yeah, mom. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, some wise crack and starting to make fun of the show in sort of a meta sure. way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we also talk about Rachel's mom being Shelby Corcoran. Right. So let's get into it. Um, we The open- first scene oh, sure. is yeah. with Tina uh, yep. hanging with Wiggins. In Figgins' office. Yep. Uh, it's so, yeah, talking we, about Twilight Fever and, yes. you know, goth hysteria. Yeah, so we, we find out that Tina's in trouble because she dresses like a vampire um, in the goth style. Yes. Um, and uh, you'll remember, this is 2010. This is uh, one of the heights of Twilight fever as maggie was saying um we get a we get a little clip of lauren zeises with a big group of uh, i mean i feel like it's honestly a little late for twilight maybe at like the tail end yeah i don't know yeah Um, i would say it's it's near the end because um or like definitely at the point where it wasn't cool for high schoolers to be into twilight yeah like too late for that i mean i don't know uh so like so there's this clip lauren zeises um has a which there, there's just one thing I want to point out. She has these like really like gross, fake vampire bites that she has on the side of her na- oh, neck. Oh yeah, like, those are like kind of makeup gross. department kind of style thing. Um, but she and some other Team Edward 
uh, ladies. Um, they are attack... wearing shirts that say Team Abigail. And they're also like wearing like fake vampire teeth and stuff. Um, they yep. attack Jacob Ben Israel in the hallway. Um, I think Lauren Zeiss said something along the lines of this will get Robert Pattinson's attention. Yes. <laughs> before she goes in for the yes. attack. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so then uh, we're back in Figgins' office. Shu and Tina learn that Figgins thinks that vampires are real. Um, and which Tina's is why mom thinks it. that Kristen Stewart seems like a bitch. Yeah, so she won't let her watch Twilight. That's one of my favorite lines, honestly, from this whole thing. Is that I mean, she's not wrong. No. <laughs> Tina's like, my parents won't even let me watch Twilight. <laughs> my mom it's, thinks, it's, she's like, thinks Yeah, she not for like any religious reasons or anything. No. Uh, um, can we yeah. talk about Tina's style for a second here? One, sure. Figgins is way out of line to be telling any child what they could wear. Yep. Obviously. Uh, dress codes are stupid. Well, he, he even he has some statistic about how dress codes improve learning, but I don't think that's actually true. No. So, yeah. I mean, the, I think the only thing that can really be beneficial out of a dress code, specifically a uniform, is that they can be an equalizer and mean that, like, like no matter your income, you yeah. can... You're, everybody dresses the same. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think at least... In in some sense, there's also some, like, nice, like, lessening of social anxiety about the fact that you have to, like, um, like, you you don't have to pick your uniform, like, you're Mm going to wear the same thing. But that's not the case in this situation. No. The case here is that Figgins is just uncomfortable with the way that Tina dresses. Yeah. It's not like she's dressing provocatively. No. Quite the opposite. She dresses pretty modestly, I would say, overall. Yeah. And, And... Labeling it as goth is kind of strange to me. I'd say it's... um, Um, Yeah, I guess that's fair. Because I feel like goth is a little more heavy on... Like, it's a little less colorful, a little less... uh, Because I guess... I would say that Tina dresses kind of Victorian a little bit. Yeah, sort of like... Sort of like a scene mixed with a Victorian edge. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Tending tending more towards, like, Harajuku kind of... Not No, that's not right. Lolita. Lolita okay. kind of stuff. Harajuku is not right. That's no. very different. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I I think the reason they use goth is because it incorporates the color black a lot. And mm-hmm. for the lay it, person, that's what yeah, goth it, is. Yeah, it's, it's understandable to somebody who, you know, has seen Abby on NCIS. And they're like, that's what a goth person is. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, she does uh, have a nice, like, the, the main thing is that I pull out of it. She has like some like nice hats. Oh yeah. Are, Tina and, has and, like, great hats. And like some like brooches and stuff Sometimes that are very they're like, like, like yeah. they're like weird fascinators that she's definitely had to pin on there, you know? And yeah, then, exactly. yeah she's got some brood, brutal, uh, beautiful brooches. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah it's, Tina's so anyway, always styling. She's always looking good. Yeah. So Figgins tells her that she has to dress differently or she'll be suspended. Um, Describes so her look as lady demon clothes. Yes. So cool, let's man. get into it because that's where we get the Glee title card. Um, we all, Oh, in this scene, yeah. we also do find out that Will dressed as Kurt Cobain for a oh, year in high school. Yes. And which also, is just flannel, bitch. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> well, and also Figgins dressed as Elvis. But as he Elvis. Was a Christian. But he was a Christian. He so. was a Christian, Will. Um, but yeah, so Glee title card. Yes. Um, the next scene I titled Finn's big surprise. So oh, we do, you, have... do you want to hear what I titled it? Yes, please. Finn's welcome home slash homophobia intervention. 
<laughs> oh my god. I I would have loved to have a banner that said homophobia intervention as opposed to what we get. Um but anyway, so yeah, so Finn Carol and Finn are moving in with the Hummels, we find out. Um we this gets announced to us in kind of the same way as it does to Finn, which is that Carol yes. is like leading him down the stairs into Kurt's basement. Um his first thing that he says is he's like is there a car here and uh his mom carol is like we're inside finn yeah (laughs) i i did like that (laughs) um uh but so yeah so he he has his eyes closed he opens them up and he sees there's a big welcome home banner um up on the wall uh bert and kurt are both there kurt has some like sparkling apple cider or something um and it's a big surprise um there Mm -hmm. is I, I did note there's some like very creepy camera work around Finn or uh, oh, sorry around yeah. Kurt around, around Kurt, Kurt. like it, like it yeah. the camera moves in as he offers like this glass of yeah. cider and it's like whoa like yeah it's like it's uh, poison us as or the viewer we're like whoa um that's a little forward yeah um, <laughs> but yeah so I I I made a note. Do you think they're trying to like do it from Finn's perspective, or oh, was it sure. just okay? For sure, yeah, because because that's part of the like that's the thing is in the past we've had that same thing where Kurt well, comes off as overly creepy. Well, but... I think it's because they're trying to justify what happens later in the episode, but sure. there's no justification for no. the kind of shit that that Finn pulls. It's not chill. It's not yeah. cool. Um, so we find out at this at this little party, uh, Kurt made mm-hmm. some tuna crudite. Um, which Finn mispronounces yet again As for no crude. reason. For no reason, because someone just said it to his face. Like, how fucking stupid. Like, I don't... I hate it. <laughs> I hate it when it's like, oh, it's, the it's, character's it's the, dumb. So It's the Quarth problem again. I'm so exactly. sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, so he mispronounces it. And then um, Kurt reveals that they'll be sharing a room. It's because Bert says that he will... Um, have an addition put onto the house uh they yeah. just need to have some time before you know that's gonna be a thing so kurt and finn will be sharing a room until that point um that's correct and yes. uh kurt assures him we will we will redecorate not everyone can pull off dior gray which is <laughs> yes. an interesting choice to paint your room by the way it seems a little <laughs> dour do you want to yeah. really like live in a space that is completely gray like all of his furniture is gray it's just like i fuck, I, I can man. understand that I feel do like you, it's a nice. Do you nice, appreciate, like, appreciate the minimalism of it? I was it? gonna say the minimalism. I I'm I'm in the process of moving myself, and mm-hmm. last night all of my furniture was put together. Which by all of my furniture, I mean my bed and my dresser. Um, but I didn't have any well, of the junk that was on top hey, of my dresser. Yeah. Hey Sam, that's two pieces of furniture. Good job. You I know, are right? an adult. You know. You know what I don't have though? Chairs. What? Oh. <laughs> no chairs. <laughs> Do you have pillows? Do you have anything yes. to sit on? I do have pillows, but that means the only place I get to sit right now is on my bed. So oh, whatever. I mean, the issue is I have a full living room area. I have a mm. lot of space now, and I don't have any furniture to put in it. So I mean, beds are kind of ubiquitous furniture, at least um, have been. Uh, while I've like lived alone and things, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't need a. I don't need more than one chair. I have a bed. <laughs> yeah. You know? well, that's, that's part of it. It's, make, it's making me re-examine how many people I actually am friends with and would have, oh, sure. like, would come to my place. And the answer is not many. So I don't I mean, think I maybe, need that many chairs. Yeah. Maybe buy chairs with specific people in mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I thought this, I thought this color would really compliment. 
<laughs> what the the tones you tend to wear. Oh anyway, God. yes, okay. So, but yeah, so that's, that's we've got a, that's, that set up. That's some shit that Kurt would do for sure. Yes. Oh, uh, for sure. But yeah, Bert so, tries to fix this sort of tense situation because Finn is visibly upset. Bert yes. is like, "Here, have some money." Yeah, he he kind of just like it's it's he he just pulls like three hundred dollars out of his wallet and he's like, nice. "Maybe this will help." Which like Carol seems a little offended. <laughs> Like, she's like, are you Whatever. buying off? But anyway, um, Kurt grabs it and he says, I'm going to put together a palette that expresses who you are and who I want you to be. <laughs> who you want to be. <laughs> Which is pretty good. Oof. Kurt, yeah. come on. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the premise for this episode for that's that storyline. Right. That's, uh, that's one of the storylines. And then we get back to the Tina storyline in the next scene. The yes. New Directions are brainstorming new looks for Tina. The yes. cowgirl, biker chick, uh, Catholic schoolgirl, all these suggestions are thrown yeah. out. Tina d- d- poo-poos, poo-poos every single one. She's <laughs> she's wearing a, a big gray sweatshirt. Uh, which looks mighty comfy. Yeah, I was gonna but say, but she does I'm, look sad. I, I'm I'm so happy that we both said poo poo at the same time. For the, <laughs> but um, uh, Ugh, I, yuck. I, I I noted that she goes whole hog in athleisure wear. She does ath oh athleisure <laughs> oh that's good. But um, she calls herself an a- she says she looks like an Asian branch Davidian, um. And Which what what is that? Explain that to me, please. Um, I believe that is like a sect of Christianity that right. was like super popular in like communities where a lot of Asian people immigrated to the United States. Um, okay, I don't know why she says that like dressing up in sweats makes you look that way, but I don't know either, man. You know, every time that Glee makes an obscure reference, I'm gonna ask you to explain it to me. <laughs> okay, thank you. Whenever when Glee uses an ex- uh, obscure reference as a joke instead of writing a for real joke, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you explain it to me. Oh, interesting. So get ready. Apparently, apparently they're um, a schism from the Davidian Seventh Day Adventists. So oh, I are think... you are you googling, sir? Yeah. Well, so I think they're the kind of people that like come to your door and mm. like give you a brochure <laughs> and tell cool. you you're going to hell. Oh, nice. So that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff I want to hear from a complete stranger. Let me tell yes. you. Um, Coming anyway, up yeah. in this scene, uh, oh, Tina compares this sort of uh, the uh, Figgins telling her what she can wear to communism. And yes. Tina, I'd say it's more like fascism. Yes, uh, I agree. In today's society, Ra- that is a very important distinction. So <laughs> That's true. Uh, Rachel runs into the room. Bas- that's for real. She does yes. basically come in at a light trot. Uh, she's been dumpster diving at Carmel <laughs> High. Yes. And she tells them about the Christmas light uh, boxes that she has found. And then how she went to um, a fabric the local fabric store and found out that they were all out of red Chantilly lace. Yes. This is apparently <laughs> enough signs, <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough clues yes. for the rest of the club, or at least most of the club to go. <gasps> oh yeah. no. We, we, we get um, Mercedes and Kurt. And I think, I, I I think they're the two main ones that we see, but like they like gasp audibly and yes. like visibly during this like revelation because it means that vocal adrenaline is doing 
Lady Gaga. Gaga. They're, they're taking, they're going for full theatricality. That is yes. what Kurt says. And it's like, oh, great. That's the name of the episode. Here we great. are. We're yeah. about to hear it 10 more times. Yeah. So here's the, so as Maggie pointed out, that's the name of the episode. So Will has an idea. They're going to do Gaga themselves so that Tina can find a new look. Um, yes. Which visibly upsets Finn again. Once I, again, Finn is upset. I really like um, the because yeah, Finn's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do Gaga. That's gay or whatever. Yeah. Well, we, we don't get that in this scene, but like his no, facial that, expression. There, yeah, there is a scene where Finn basically goes and pouts to Will, but that's yes. later. Exactly. Uh, no, I okay. This is sort of uh, this is a little bit tangential, but I really like Rachel's performance in this scene, or I guess Leah Michelle's. Yeah, like at the end of the scene when Will tells them all they're doing Glee and everyone is very excited, or at least the people who are important are very excited. (laughs) And uh, we see Rachel and she's like, oh, pens, pens. I'm brainstorming my ideas. They're just flowing. Yeah. It's It's very uh, good. I love Rachel. um, Yeah. Well, so all of the, all of the ladies in Glee Club and Kurt um, all get very excited about the idea that they're going to be doing Gaga. To do Gaga. Yes. I feel like Mike probably likes Gaga. Gaga's a dancer. Mike's um, probably into that shit. Yeah, but like he's a boy and Puck and Finn radiate so much toxic masculinity <laughs> that like it just <laughs> it infects just in- everything infects else. Infects everyone else. Matt yeah. uh, Hey, uh Headcanon, Matt Rutherford is actually really into Lady Gaga. Hey, Headcanon and also real canon, Matt Rutherford has a line in this episode for the he first does. time ever. It's so. amazing. We hear his voice. <laughs> He actually he speaks. No. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So from on this here, revelation that vocal adrenaline adrenaline is doing Lady Gaga, um, Rachel, Quinn, and Mercedes have decided to snoop on a vocal adrenaline rehearsal. We see them yes. entering the Carmel High Auditorium while the uh, vocal adrenaline kids are wearing full red lace bodysuits. Yes. Like the it's the Gaga look where um Yeah, it's from like the, her face is covered and there's a red yeah. crown. It, it's from the it's from the MTV Awards um I think nice. in 2009. Um Probably. So uh it's great because even like all of the women in is Vocal that Adrenaline the, Is that the one where she uh she's saying um uh paparazzi and she was like all bloody and shit no i don't think so oh, but i'm that, not sure that was such a good performance fuck me up that was so good ah. I, I i tried to do as much homework as i could on like where all of the outfits come from in this episode sure. but like i i actually wrote down the wrong performance bef- like uh, and had to go back for Sam. this one so mostly because i wrote down vmas but she Somebody else has a look that's inspired by her VMAs look. Ah. So it was wrong because it's MTV. But oh, well, anyway, this is a very obscure, like, it's obscure reference to me as well because I, I'm not sure exactly when the performance was, but Lady Gaga covered in blood during, like, singing paparazzi at one of these music awards shows. G- find the video. It's good. It's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, the nice thing is even the the women in Vocal Adrenaline even have these like blonde wigs that come out the back that mimic how Lady Gaga's hair looked when she wore this outfit. Yep. <laughs> um, so, uh, but so they, they all have Shelby this look. Shelby is oh, yep. directing them on stage. She's yelling at them, yes. you know, timing and clapping and all this stuff. And uh, she tells them to stop, tells them that they're not very good and that they're not 
they're letting the costumes do the work. They're not pursuing theatricality. Because yes. apparently Shelby Corcoran has read, read the script and knows <laughs> that the episode is named Theatricality. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's talk about this for a quick second. Yeah. We haven't talked about theatricality at all no. the, up to this point. Like, we haven't no. even touched on it and like no kurt Kurt has said the word once and so like but from this point on like it feels like every character just knows what theatricality is and like how it should be (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like what it's such a weird word nobody (laughs) uses it ever in conversation no yeah well so i mean and that's part of drama is so so this scene i guess is trying to help us quantify because shelby tells us it's not enough to douse yourself in gasoline you have to light yourself on fire that's Um, right so i think that's in reference to the costumes yes the costumes are the gas the gasoline douse so yes and yeah it's 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 not just about dressing up crazy you also have to have a performance that sells the emotion or whatever and to prove this yes to to make an example of herself she decides to sing funny girl Yes. Uh, in E flat, I think. I don't know. Yeah, in I e? Whatever. Who cares? You got it, you got it. Yeah. And Rachel up in the stands is like, that's exactly what I would have done to yes. uh Quinn and Mercedes. <laughs> yes. And um it, I mean it's Idina Menzel, so like it's incredible. Oh my god. It's, it's very amazing. Good. It's, it's a very so good, good. It is Oh my god. Yeah. It is it is transcendent. Rachel um, feels the same. This is when yes. she realizes that Shelby Corcoran is her mother. Bio mom. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, for the purpose of the show, that makes sense. But, like... Yeah. And, I mean, I guess it fits with Rachel's character, too, that she'd see well, someone and be like, oh, she's singing a song. No. No. I would say... She, she heard Shelby her voice. Yeah, I guess. on yeah. the tape. Still, and I don't I, know. And I, 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 she's probably listened to that tape at least once. Like... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she knows what's fair. going on. That's fair. Okay, yeah. So she she walks. So Rachel gets up. They're in the balcony. She during the performance, she gets up and goes down to the uh, regular the floor level and um, walks down the aisle up to Shelby and uh, announces to Shelby, "I'm Rachel Berry. I'm your daughter." And that's, that's right. where we get the cut. Yes, and then we uh, cut back from the commercials to a post. Uh, like a, a, a post-realization awkward chat. Yes. They're sitting in uh, the house of the Carmel Auditorium and just talking about, you know, mother-daughter stuff. Yeah. So so they're they're in auditorium seats. It, it's, it, it's intentionally theatrical, and Rachel brings this up. Um, but it's like Shelby is sitting a couple rows behind Rachel and, like, to the... Like, stage left of her yes. so that way like it, it has this weird quality of well, they're not facing well, each other or yeah, anything yeah i mean the thing is we never get a wide shot that would have been a nice thing to see whatever yeah it's fine yeah um there's there's another obscure there's reference a... to the fisher king with yep. the broken promise of dreams um which is a a legend of an arthurian king who uh had like a groin wound that would never cool. heal I cool. actually looked that one up because I was curious about what the hell they were talking about. But again, Ryan Murphy, why yeah. do you, why do you do this? <laughs> There's no reason to. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's mostly because Rachel's asking Shelby about 
Um, is she upset that she never uh, accomplished her dreams? And Shelby's like, yeah, kind of, but like you get over it, I guess. Yep. Um, and then uh, Rachel talks about how when she was a kid, her whenever she got sad, her one of her dads would give her a glass of water. So yes. she can't distinguish between the feelings of being thirsty and being sad anymore. It's very and sad. Shelby, well, well that's good. She's pro- probably keeps her hydrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Shelby does look sort of distraught at hearing this story. Like, there's yeah. kind of a... Idina Menzel does some subtle acting here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was true. Yeah, and yeah, so she... Shelby, off of the story, um, tells Rachel that she regrets contacting her and, like, having this meeting. Um, she says it was supposed to feel good, um, but it doesn't, and she'll call Rachel... Um, in order to kind of like set something up maybe in the future, um, which is kind of a good way to brush people off. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, so are you an expert in that or something? No. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so let's so keep that going. Ends. Uh, yep. Finn and Will yeah, are Will... having a chat in Will's uh, choir office. room connected yeah. office. Will's talking about House of Gaga and how excited he is that everybody's doing Gaga. Yes. It's cute. That bit's nice. Yeah. Um, he but does then some Finn research. Like, yeah. Finn's like, I don't want to do it. I'm a baby. I'm a big, angry baby. Yeah, so he's... he. Finn expresses his his being uncomfortable because of toxic masculinity. And he's like, we don't want to do the gay thing. And so he asks if the boys can do something else. Um, uh, He he says the phrase, we are always doing what the girls want to do. Is that true? I mean... I feel like they're doing what Will wants them to do. Well, I I would say that there is some credence to that in that, like, Rachel is the one who cares about Glee Club (laughs) and pushes them to do things. But, like, I... Well, the issue is Will... And I guess this is kind of, like, an acceptable thing for a teacher to do. But Will, like, agrees with Finn and is like, you're right. We always do what the girls want to do. And I'm like, (laughs) no. No. Yeah, when, when Will just, like, automatically agreed, I was like, I don't know if that's right (laughs) i don't i don't think it's true but i think it is something that you're supposed to do as like a teacher to like Mm. make the person feel validated for expressing their concerns to you or whatever i know well and so that's the thing is um uh will will is like okay like sure you're right like what do you like do you have an idea of what we could do and finn's like yeah i already have a solution Yep. And like you can see that like it's it's well acted. I'll give I'll give some little credit to this, but like Finn is like visibly surprised that he actually was able to get away with this. Yep. Um next Yep. Next scene. Uh it's Puck and Quinn having the same baby name naming conversation that we've seen at least twice already. Yeah. Yeah. Puck yeah. asks Quinn to name the baby Jack Daniels. Um And Quinn is like, no. For one, that's a bad name. It's a it's a girl baby. Also, yes. I'm not keeping this baby. And that's yeah. the whole conversation that they've had multiple times already. Why yeah. the fuck are we seeing it again? Oh, we're seeing it again so Puck can sing a song yeah. about it at the end of the fucking show. It's stupid. <laughs> it's true. I feel like the other part, too, is that, like, and I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't want to talk... I don't want to tell tales out of school or anything, sure. but I feel like this is trying to lend some credence to the people who are like, it's like our culture is bad because we just have like women are allowed to choose what happens to the baby. And like the dad should have some say in how, like what happens, nah. you know, which I don't, it's, but it's not yeah. like pucks the dad. He's not, 
He's well, just I mean, some he dude who got her pregnant. Biological father. Yeah, and that's the thing. So I what? agree. I agree. I think Quinn should have full control over the situation. But I think that's part of the reason why they keep bringing this up is sure. because they're I, I trying mean, to pander like those people. They're also bringing it up because they are trying. They're assuming that some people watching don't know what the fuck's going on with Quinn. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, so so they, yeah, so they have to do the story again because they're like, oh, they probably haven't seen this yet. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So um, this uh, this scene, uh, this Puck and Quinn com- conversation transitions into Kurt and Tina in the same hallway. Yes. They're wearing their Gaga outfits and look adorable. Yeah. So um, let's just talk about this for a quick sec. So the Gaga outfits in this episode, I did some research about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things about it is that um, not like none of them are like true like replications of a gaga look inspired by yeah they're more inspired by which the idea was that um one i'm sure it was easier to do and two yep um uh it gives more of the appearance that like these high school kids went out and like yeah and like did them themselves which is really cool um i like that aspect and so uh tina is wearing a bubbles outfit which is similar to the like concert staple that uh Lady Gaga would wear around this time. It was a Hussein Chilean. Okay. Um, but essentially, there there are a couple. I couldn't find like a p- specific like instance of her wearing a this. Specific. But um, it was it it is like if you if you Google Lady Gaga bubble outfit, it'll bring up a video of you her singing paparazzi it? in it. So sure. Um, and then covered Kurt's in blood. No, just just in the I, bubbles. I know that was. Uh, but yeah, so Kurt Kurt's look is inspired by a look that's in Bad Romance, um, which the music it, video. Yeah, the music video. Um, if you see it, it, like it makes sense. But Kurt's look is kind of like vastly different in that it's a different color, but it has the same like huge armadillo pumps. And oh um, yeah, those are those are the um, the high heels that are so high that you're you're kind of on point. Yeah, inside but, of them. But also um, the outside. The reason I call it, like because they look like an armadillo, like rolled yeah, up. Yeah, they have a they, they're very they have a rounded a rounded yeah. front. And um, yeah. uh, Kurt is also wearing like a Mario Antoinette wig, kind yes. of a powdered wig. Yes. Yeah, and so that's a look that was inspired by an Alexander McQueen look. Um, but yeah, that so, makes sense to me. And yep. I, and Kurt already likes Alexander McQueen. Yes. So, so yeah, so sense. they're walking down the hallway. Um, they get physically assaulted by Karofsky and Azimio. Yep. And Kurt, staple bullies. Uh, Kurt yells at the pair of them because yes. he he's like, "Hey, you can pick on me, but don't push around a girl. What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, um, but then they say that he looks like a girl and acts like a girl because that's how gay people work. Um, mm-hmm, and so, that's right. And so they they actually so they get into kind of like this verbal thing. The thing and then, is, is that like yeah. okay, Kurt is like seven feet tall. <laughs> right yeah, exactly. Now. So I'm surprised that they're like so. Well, into okay, he's wanting seven to feet, fight. He's he's seven feet tall, but he's still like scrimpy. You know, like he's yeah, still like spindly. a yeah a so um boy but yeah so they they actually they threaten him in this scene um they, they say do. if you if you wear that again we like like what azimio is like i'm gonna punch you in the face yeah if he, you wear he, that again. he's like i'm gonna punch you in the chin to make you feel bad about yourself yeah whatever there's a line uh, about supercuts fun yeah there's a fun, yeah, there's a fun joke, dig yeah. about supercuts like 
Kurt's like, oh, don't be late for your Supercuts appointment. And Karofsky turns around and he's like, they love walk-ins. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. These bullies are the worst. Yeah. Like, and Partly they're gonna... because, like, yeah. Azimio is so well-spoken. Yeah. Like, it's... It's true. I don't know. Uh, it, I think that was, like, one of the things to, like, try That's, to, like, subvert. I, I, don't, I don't mean yeah. that in a racist way. I no. Because he, he is black. So I, I don't mean, like that black people are it's a surprise when they're well spoken no that's not what of i'm saying not. what no. i'm saying is that he like has like these witty quips yeah all the time well, yeah and i think part of that is just like ryan murphy in general like everyone in his shows is just wittier. has to have a has to have fucking witty quip he's he's yeah. like an aaron sorkin type yeah. he th- no ryan well, murphy thinks yeah. he's aaron sorkin that's yeah. the situation that's yes. why he uses the obscure references exactly. that's why there are the fucking witty quips yeah but um i think part of it too is it also kind of subverts the typical like bully trope in that azimio is very well spoken and like karofsky is a little less well spoken um but they're I still guess. like I don't it just know. doesn't it, it doesn't make sense to me because no. like i mean the bully trope that's what educates people on how to bully right is exactly seeing, is seeing like bullies in media being like these big dumb oafs yeah right so well, like smarter yeah. people don't bully people because they realize that it's a fucking waste of time like well, it's i mean ah. in, this, in this show the implication is that smarter people do bully other people because they realize that that's how they get popular but like i agree <laughs> in real life i don't think that's true so <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's what happens in that scene. We'll be back with the bullies. We can talk about it later. Um, so the next scene is a rehearsal. The ladies, we see see everybody in their Gaga outfits. How cute. Yeah. So, uh, will is in full body lace. Yes. So yeah. So it's, uh, uh, yeah. So she has a black lace bodysuit with like big ribbony hair. Um, and the issue is that like draws from like four different Gaga looks, so I have sure. I don't have a source. Um, and then uh, Mercedes has a purple knot wig with like silver sequin dress with like yeah, hoop. It, it's like it's the bow, the hair yes. bow. Yeah, um, which again, kind of just like a general inspired by Gaga look. Um, Quinn, Quinn is in this yeah. sort of like pink cone. Yeah. So um, the the this dress is like one of the ones that's more directly uh, tied to a Gaga dress. It's the Orbit dress that was by Armani Privé uh, for okay. the Grammys. Um, and so... Uh, yeah. Quinn also has like a like a star prop. Yeah. And so that's the idea is... Um, I think Gaga also had one, but Gaga's was all silver. Um, but it's like big mm. hoop. It's like a big hoop dress that has like a lot of like star type looking things on it. And she's carrying that's the right. big star. Um, and the one of the main reasons they did it is because Quinn is pregnant. So this covers up her pregnant belly um, and like kind of like allows for that to be included. Yes. And uh, she's also wearing some like pretty baller fake eyelashes that... <laughs> yes oh uh, are they're at least huge. like five inches long <laughs> yes and they're like big feathery. pink feathers oh god um and then britney is wearing a the uh, an iconic lobster mask which <laughs> a- apparently it took 45 minutes for them to put on her every day and Damn. also she couldn't she couldn't see anything but what was directly in front of her while she was wearing it. Ugh, so. the fashion the fashion <laughs> it's so important um but yeah so uh will kind of introduces like 
ladies, Kurt, um, and uh, Finn has a shitty reaction because that's all that this episode is, is Finn's shitty reactions to things. Yep. And um, uh, yeah. Mercedes drops the Rachel mom bomb. Yes. Well, so Quinn starts telling the story and then Will jumps down her throat and interrupts because that's what men do to women. Um, that's right. And because Quinn is announcing that they were spying on vocal adrenaline and Will's like, no, you guys have to stop doing that while Quinn is telling the story. So then Mercedes takes over and reveals but the there, mom news. Yeah, but there is a funny moment where Will is like, y'all, you can't do that. And he's like, but... But I mean, what are they doing? What are they yeah. doing? Oh. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Rachel arrives, um, announces she won't be leaving Glee Club. Puck was worried about it once he found out that Shelby was her mom. Um, her dress, she's wearing, it's like a ton of like uh, children's like animal beanie. clothes. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like beanie animals. babies that are yes. stapled to some sort of dress underneath. It's yes. not, it's bad. I mean, that's the, that yeah. is the point of the scene is to watch Rachel be bad at this one thing. Yeah. So uh, this is inspired by the Kermit the Frog dress look, um, which they actually mention in the show. Um, and then there's a joke because one of the Beanie Babies that is a frog falls off and they're like, got oh, jumper. we got a jumper. Yeah. Um, uh, her dress is falling apart because it's stapled together because her dads can't sew, which I said, yep. way to break stereotypes, Glee. Her gay yeah. dads can't sew. Thank you I for mean, finally breaking a stereotype of doing it a bad one. Doing one where it's like, oh, you know. <laughs> not not a good one where it's like, oh, bullies are smart. No, a bad one where gay men can't sew. Thank you. Um, uh, well, I mean, Jeff Goldblum has other things to do. True. Um, but yeah, so then Will kind of interrupts this uh, emotional time for rachel and tells them you should just sing so then they sing bad romance they which sing, is yes very good and the cinematography is so fun yes it's uh it like zooms in on kurt's face and he does like sort of the like the sort of hand geometry that yes gaga's into and uh then it cuts to them in the auditorium singing on stage on like a full lit up runway yep and uh it's it's great it's a good time yeah um apparently this took like six hours to film too is like sure, the longest that, shot yeah that they, like longest time they had to f- do a numbering glee so far um and then but yeah so tina kurt mercedes quinn and santana all get kind of like solo bits in this song which is great they do. um not rachel oh and the santana <laughs> bit oh Fuck. yeah oh my god it's so good right right um but yeah so uh there's a lot of like blurriness she, she does like the t- oh. she does like the talky bit in the middle yes yeah is that with, the bit with french in it yes yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some blurriness. There's some stop motion. Um, it has it all to make you want to vomit. But like, it's very good. <laughs> like, it's very, it's sickening, really. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how you worst, use that word right. Um, but yeah, no, it's very good. It's just like, it was one of those things where I'm like, oh, did somebody discover how to do video editing today and like just wanted to throw in all the tricks? Cause... <laughs> somebody opened up iMovie for the first time. <laughs> um but yeah so i actually uh on the on the second watch when i took notes um uh i actually noticed i I watched the original bad romance video and this actually incorporates a ton of the original videos dancing yeah like a direct reference basically yep do Um, they do similar choreography to the yeah so it's similar choreography it's not like directly taken because the video is like crazy and like yeah i don't think some of the people in glee are 
capable. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, there are a lot of like really like direct references to the dancing in the in the video. So um, at the end of it, the boys in the audience are very supportive, except for Puck and Finn because they are super toxically masculine. I don't know. I feel like Puck was fine. Like, I, I feel like they both had really kind of like shitty looking faces on at the end. That's kind of like, like Puck's kinda... go-to thing though. I guess. I mean, but like it, they both Puck like looks pissed off. Finn yeah. looks constipated. That it's just what you have to expect. Well, but they, they don't like clap or anything like Artie mm. and Mike and Matt are like cheering and like clapping and stuff. But um, Puck and Finn are kind of well, like slow clapping, which I'm like, I okay, I haven't cool. said it in a while. So I'll bring it up again. It's because they're Puck in, love. Is in love with Finn. Okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that scene. Do you have anything about Bad Romance? No, I just thought it was an all-around good number. I enjoyed no. it. Coming up okay. next, we have Finn getting bullied in a bathroom. Yes. He is putting on, uh, it seems face to be paint. putting on some sort of a face paint makeup. Yeah. Uh, and um, if you, I mean, I feel like I knew exactly what it was going to be. Well, I mean, that's because you saw... saw the episode, though. Like, you've seen this I episode guess, before. I so... guess. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Azimio and Karofsky are there to, um, you know, say some transphobic shit and yeah. call him a bisexual, which there's like a weird moment where he's where uh, Kar- um, Azimio is like, being a jock and being in Glee Club doesn't make you versatile. It makes you bisexual. And then Karofsky says, if we need to beat you up for you to understand that, then we will. And it's like, okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, okay. That's the thing is like, yeah, they, they blame they blame this on like a contagious case of the gay because it's gotten out yeah. that Kurt and Finn are living or like sharing a room. Yep. Um, but yeah, like. How? I just, also. I, I don't know. Like, is Kurt going around telling people? I don't think so. I don't think Finn's going around telling people. It just... Um, but one of the weird things about this scene is both Azimio... So, Azimio and Karofsky... So, Finn is at the sink applying his face makeup. And Azimio and Karofsky both come out of the stalls at the same time with yeah. a toilet flush. So, like... <laughs> Were they, like, using the bathroom, and then they just happened to, like, come out while he's make- doing this face makeup? Were they hiding yeah. in the stalls, and then, like, no, one of them flushes the toilet? I like, think it's got to be the former. Come on. Like, what the hell? It doesn't make any also, sense. Like, Azimio and Karofsky are basically life partners. They're right? always together. Well, and that's that's part of it, too, is I was watching this someone, and so in the future, we learn more about Karofsky. Hey, 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 come on. No, we can't. But the issue Wait, is that, like... No spoilers. None of this makes sense with the things that we learn in the... Like, I mean, I guess they, it makes sense because, like, homophobia and, like, self-hatred yes. or whatever. But, like... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> homophobia and self-hatred or whatever, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. So, they, they call him a girl. A lot of, like, really, like, offensive, gendered, sex orientation stuff. And then tell him that he has to use the other bathroom because he's a girl now. I feel like, okay, like, listen, I understand that it's important for the story for these kind of things to be said, or it could be seen as important for the story for these sort of things to be said, but I feel like it's also kind of gratuitous and unnecessary for, like, this kind of bullshit to be thrown around. Well, again, because, I mean, that's the thing is, like, like you said before with the Puck and Quinn storyline, 
we've seen this before. Like, this is yeah. exactly the same thing that Azimio and Krofsky do every fucking time they're on the show. So, I mean, I just, yeah. Um, it's stupid. It's dumb. It I is. Hate it. I hate it. A good conclusion to that thought. Uh, Coming up next, yeah. it's the vocal adrenaline rehearsal. It's another one. They're wearing their same Chantilly lace. Yes. Full um, red outfits again. And Rachel shows. Uh, Shelby says some, you know, funny shit on the mic, you know. Yeah. Metal underwear. Metal line. underwear, chafing. Yeah. Well, whatever. okay. Here's my question. Do they even sing when they wear these? Because, like. It looks like they're just rehearsing the choreography. choreography. Okay. Well, it's just, it's weird because, like, in the past, Shelby has gotten mad at them for not having good show faces. Yeah. And it feels and like this see is. That, we see that in the fucking recap, too. Yeah. Where she's like, I want you to smile so much it hurts or something. Yeah. But, like, it seems like wearing something over your face would make that. Would go, no, she's probably like, no, I expect you to have full show face. Even if I cannot see, if, if you're not showing your face to me, I expect show face. Do you imagine? That was, that... My, that was my Shelby Corcoran impression. It was pretty good, right? It was pretty good. Do you imagine Thank at regionals, you. the judges will be like, please, uh, please take off your mask. And they'll all be like, <laughs> No. I don't want to. I don't want to leave it on. No, I'd prefer to keep it on. Actually, <laughs> uh, Valentina, uh. what have you done? Ra- Basically, yeah, yeah, calls her Rachel calls her sh- mom. It's bad. Ooh, yeah. Rachel like is like, hey, mom, and it's like, <laughs> you see, you see, Shelby like turn and she's like, uh, like. Yeah, exactly. Please don't call me that. And uh, Rachel opens up her coat to show her. Beanie Baby staple Her fugly dress. Her fugly, fugly dress. And Shelby is like, whoa, you look a mess. And Rachel says, oh, yes, that's why I'm here. I need a mom's help. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yep. So then we're back in the auditorium. Uh, Rachel uh, enters. She has a snazzy new look with, like, triangles and polka dots. uh, Very Gaga-inspired as well. It's, it's, yeah, very geometric. There are some... It, it's like at her hips, it goes straight out. It's it's yes. pretty cool. Yeah, um, and she announces that Shelby made it for her. Um, Will gets a skeptical she look refers on to it. She refers to it as, my mom, my mom made it for me. Yeah, which Will gets a skeptical look on his face, and then he introduces the boys. Um, the boys. Yeah. With a Z. Yeah, so uh, we, we move to the stage where we see the five... Boys, which doesn't include Kurt, because obviously he's not a boy because he's Kurt's gay. Not, Kurt's lady not a boy, boy because he is gay. So. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, so they they're doing kiss and they're doing kisses shouted out because that's the yep. boy version of Gaga. Apparently, <laughs> ugh. These yeah. The so fucking crusty. The, this crusty <laughs> dad band. Yes. Is is the boy equivalent? Is the masculine equivalent of Lady Gaga? What the fuck? So right? stupid. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's kind of true in the sense that like they wore ridiculous outfits and had like ridiculous facial makeup. But the difference is that they had one look. Yes. They didn't. They didn't change it up every fucking two hours with like a ton of different designers and shit. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, anyway. even at the beginning of this episode. 
Puck like talks about Lady Gaga being like, oh, he is just like <laughs> Bowie, right? Because he uses the wrong pronouns. Haha, <laughs> how funny. Um, yeah. And uh, why didn't they just do Bowie, right? I wish. That would have been super they should dope. Have done, they should have done some like a Ziggy Stardust number. Oof. Yeah, but then only one of them gets to dress up. That's so. true. I mean, who would it? It would have to be Finn, right? Right. Which I don't think I don't want. What, that, if, so. what if it was one of those Ziggy Stardust looks where it's like there's one where uh, it's it's like one leg, one a pair of pants that only has one leg, so the other <laughs> leg is just like it's like cut off in uh, like a sort of underwear cut, and then it's oh, just a full I Bowie was- leg. I was imagining that it was like it, it didn't have it only had one leg and you put both of your legs through that single leg. Oh, so like oh, no, kind that's of like, a skirt. Like a mermaid, like a like a little mermaid look. Kind of. Uh no. Uh I'm just sort of envisioning Cory Monteith would look like a lumbering fool in yes. any sort of David Bowie look, but I th- I would I would have loved to see that. Yeah, anyway, so they do the number, it's kiss, so like whatever there's like pyrotechnics and stuff it's crazy yeah there's pyrotechnics you know it's kiss so it's just a lot of shouting and like and like you expect the music to be more hardcore than it is but it's not there you go yeah and so the girls are much more supportive at the end uh no dirty or confused looks they are all very they're they're dancing during the song they all cheer at the end yep um will pushes them to explain themselves um which uh they mike i think is like oh we did our research um yep and so we find out Finn Mike, is... Mike's the... Yeah, oh, who's yeah. who's Finn? Because yeah, Finn, Finn is, was on the drums. Yeah, he's Gene Simmons. Sorry, Gene Simmons with the tongue. We see a lot of Finn's tongue in this scene. Um, Puck is Paul Stanley. He has the big star on his face. Uh, Artie is Ace Freely, um, which he has like a like star man or like a spaceman look or something. Uh, yeah. Mike is Peter Chris. Um, That's with, the cat man. Yep, with nine lives. And then Matt is the guy who replaced Artie. Oof. <laughs> and this is where we get Matt Rutherford's single, single line. Single line, I think, for the entirety of the show. So, Well, let's not count him out just yet. Anyway, um, the, the what, scene... What if the, what if the end of season one is just a long monologue from Matt Rutherford <laughs> about how much bullshit everyone's been pulling? That would be amazing. I would fucking love that. If Matt Rutherford was the true star of the show. Um... <laughs> Anyway, this scene ends with Finn hitting a gong, and I was like, this is gratuitous and stupid, and I hate it, and everything is I'm, dumb. Okay, I, I have sort of trashed on this performance so far. I do want to say that they look like they're having a good time. Yeah. and I mean, okay, here's the thing. It's not bad. What? It's not a bad no, it's performance. Def- it's passable. Yeah. If you don't like Kiss, you're not going to like it. Like, ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know. It's loud. It's very much what you expect this <laughs> performance to be. Oh, I, man, I love that sort of review. Uh, loud. <laughs> Coming um, up next, um, yes. Kurt and Finn are fighting in their shared room. Well, well so before that, um, we have a quick thing with Kurt and Tina in the hallway. Oh, do we? Yeah, so so they're discussing the boys' performance. Um, Tina talks about how she is. She was. She says. I couldn't help pic- picturing Finn licking stuff. It was disturbing because of <laughs> his tongue. Um, I do, but, I do like that everyone, um, like everyone in the club, 
has sort of agreed that Finn is gross looking. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> except for Rachel, obviously, who's yes. entranced. Everyone's just kind of like, yeah, Finn can't dance. And no. he's always slumping. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Azimio and Krofsky accost them again. Um, and it cuts. So, like, they, they kind of catch them at the end of the hallway. Um, and it has a thing where, like, they're like, we told you, whatever. Um, and then it cuts to Kurt re-gluing yeah. uh, the little, um, I forget what they're the, called, but jewels. the fake gems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Onto the his jewels. Onto his monster armadillo, uh, armadillo heels. Um, He's re-bejeweling? Re-bejeweling? Yeah, I don't know. That um, seems like too many um, prefixes. <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, so that's, okay, here's the thing. Apparently they were damaged. Yes. But, like, we didn't see it. Like, I don't understand what's happening with the well, bullying sometimes- here. Okay. So, uh, the bullying stuff, I don't really want to talk about it again. We've talked about it so much. Yeah, but, I- like... I do have some experience with jeweled objects. Okay. Jeweled objects, specifically. Yeah. I had a phone case that I was rocking for a while that I did jewel myself. And those gems fall off. You know, you got to re-glue them. Yeah, but... Okay, but so here's the thing. Yeah. They talked about how they were going to physically assault Kurt. Yeah, but Kurt true. doesn't have any like like show of being assaulted. Like not he doesn't look he doesn't have a black no. eye, he doesn't have any bruising, doesn't have anything like that. And the only thing we see is that he's like re he's fixing his outfit. So like I'm not yes. saying like there needs to be proof or anything, but I'm saying like like, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. It sort of it sort yeah. of feels like you could take that scene out and that it wouldn't change the show. Exactly, because you did, and it didn't. Like <laughs> I did. I yeah. Uh, t- to tell you the truth, I skipped over that scene while I was taking my notes because I was like, oh, I don't need to see the kiss number, so I, I, I fast enough. forward it too much. <laughs> um. So then. So yeah. But so we're in we're in Curtin Finn's room. They're talking. Um. Kurt asks Finn to talk to Azimio and Karofsky for him to, like, get them to stop bullying him. And um, Finn is like, hey, I'm being bullied too, bitch. Like, I yeah. can't... Except, I mean, except he doesn't say it that way. No, he, but uh, I mean, that's kind of... basically yeah. gets angry at Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? And uh, Finn is, it still has full kiss makeup on. Yes. And he's trying to take it off with... Uh, a, tissue or like, something? I guess it's just like a tissue or like a paper towel. Something really not working. It's not no. working. It's not even, it's not wet. It's exactly. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And Kurt is like, you're not going to get that makeup off doing that. You need a moist towelette. And he comes over with a moist towelette in his hand and tries to go in for it. And Finn is like, don't touch me. And yeah. Kurt's like, it's a moist towelette. What's your problem? Yeah. Yeah, which is it's... exactly my reaction too. Like, fucking chill out, man. You're ju- he's just a person who's around yeah. you. Yeah. Well, so that's Ugh. like. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna end up talking about this, but like, it's the thing where like, you know, men learn. Like, this is this is the time when people realize that gay people, like like media and culture. I mean, Will and Grace existed. You know, like the things or whatever. But, like, sure. 2010, I feel like, is, like, prime. Like, everyone is like, oh, there are gay people everywhere. And, like, you probably <laughs> know a gay person. Um, and, like, this 
was this just goes on that thing where it's like men for some reason realize around that time that you know it's gross and awful when people objectify you and treat you like a piece of meat <laughs> except but that's, they didn't that's really not what do Kurt anything is doing with it here no Kurt of course not trying but, to fucking help him but finn finn takes it that way because he's a pig well and also like, uh yeah. i feel like okay finn has been raised by a single mom right yeah. So I feel like Finn is kind of uncomfortable around male affection in general. Oh yeah. Oh, I would you say know what that I'm for saying? sure. So I, I I think that sort of helps along this. Yeah. Th- these problems that he's having, yeah. like he can't relate to Kurt on a person to person level because he's got this he's got this idea that like the like Kurt's gayness separates them way too much. They can't right. even be fucking friends because uh he's uh, kurt will only see finn as like a sexual or a romantic object yeah okay let's uh, here's the thing kurt yeah is visibly excited again like at the very beginning of this episode about the fact that they're going to be sharing a room um, yeah again is it because he wants to be friends with finn because i don't understand that that doesn't make any sense to me finn is a terrible person he's not someone i want would want to be friends with we want yeah, like and well, but it also uh, doesn't make any sense if Kurt is doing it because he thinks this will convince no, him to love yeah. him. That no, doesn't and, make sense either. No. Um, We've already talked about this. We talked yes. about this in the other episode where they pursued this storyline already. It's, yes. <laughs> ugh, but yeah, it doesn't so, make any fucking sense. Finn, Finn goes off to do it by himself. Uh, um, Kurt pulls a Finn and kicks a chair. Um, <laughs> well, Finn. Finn is like, I'm gonna go do this in the uh, in the laundry, the laundry. room, yeah. and it's like, uh, you're taking makeup off. Go to the bathroom, you uh. idiot. You're just gonna go use some dry towels on your face. Whatever. Um, Dumb so, idiot, use the moist towelette. We're 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 gonna come right back to this in just a second, anyway. So let's move to uh, Willby meet Shelby and Will. Uh, yep. Shelby is meeting Will in his office. She assures Will that this is no plot to tank regionals, this whole mom <laughs> thing. She assures Will that this is no plot that will leave this episode. The Shelby <laughs> Rachel storyline will end soon. <laughs> um, yeah. Will says that he's worried about Rachel because she's fragile. Um, yes. Rachel Shel- is a, fra- yeah. a fragile, like a like a trapped butterfly. Yeah. Don't get your hand oils on her wings. <laughs> oh my god, that would be an amazing metaphor if they'd make it in the actual show. Well, um, hit me up, Ryan Murphy. Hit yeah. me up in 2010 to be on your writing staff. I was, um, I think, 15. So, so child labor, so illegal. Cool. Um, uh, Shelby is not as committed to this reunion. Um, it's mm-hmm. very clear. Um, she tells us that she can't have more kids due to some mumbo jumbo tv logic um, yeah and tv she, logic she's she's infertile you got yeah. it she she wanted she always wanted a daughter though um but she says will is right which i hate it when people say that um but rachel rachel <laughs> can't say it so often i know right and Ugh. it's not even true most no. of the time um but she, she's like rachel can't be the baby that i lost um that's true so we're starting to lay some foundation, maybe, for yep. other things. Um, but yeah, so... Idina Menzel acts this scene well as as well. You know, it's yeah. sort of oh, her... Yeah. Idina Menzel is she's, she's a, a great She's a professional, actress, so. great yeah. actress. 
Coming up next, it's Kurt and Finn back Again. in their room fighting some more. Yes. Love it. So, so Kurt shows Finn the redecoration of their room that he has completed. Yes, he's he's redecorated the room, uh, and I feel like there's a moment where it implies that he took what Finn said about feeling uncomfortable about yeah. sharing the same space in mind. He got a privacy partition. Yeah. So well, he. So first, first of all, I'm just gonna say it looks like a Turkish hookah den. Because it, yeah, it does look pretty bizarre. It sort of looks like, um, like in uh, movies about Bible times, like what the inside yeah. of the tents look like. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> you so know he what tells I'm talking about Kurt. Kurt tells us that he was inspired by Morocco, the movie, which is Marlene Dietrich and some, but someone else I can't remember. I just remembered Marlene Dietrich because stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he he says that it, he's offering it as like kind of like a peace offering after all the yelling that happened between them. So I think you're right in that it is like he took into account some of the things Kurt was saying about how, or sorry, some of the things Finn was saying about in their last interaction and also just in general kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um. Uh, Finn. Finn, Finn de- yeah. Finn. Fucking freaks. <laughs> yeah. He declares he cannot live there because he's a dude. <laughs> Um, what the fuck, man? It's not even overtly feminine. It's just got like rugs and shit. It just looks fucking weird. Yeah, it's, no, Curtis. It's Curtis, not overtly feminine at all. It's just like ethnic. Like it Curtis, doesn't make any sense. Curtis. Uh, like, so yeah, Curtis uh, offended obviously because he says he's like I worked really hard on this, which to be fair he did. Um, he and must then, have. Look, who hung up all those fucking like tapestries? Yeah, but so um, Finn kind of lays it all out at this point. And like you said, like it brings up the privacy partition, things like that. Um, he's afraid and that Kurt, Kurt will... I mean, well, Kurt goes for the same uh, reaction that he did with the moist towelette saying, it's just a room, Finn. Yeah, well, yeah. It's Finn, just a moist towelette. It's just a room. Finn Finn lays it out. He tells us that he wears his... He puts on his underwear in the shower um, before he gets out. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's because he's afraid that Kurt will look at his weenie. He's afraid that <laughs> Kurt's gonna take a pixie poo. Like, like Which is what? so childish also. Right? Like yeah. it's like Finn, you you're naked in front of other dudes all the time. Yeah. Like But Maggie, chill, they don't chill they're, out. They're not looking at his weenie and thinking about it in a sexual way, I guess. Or Ugh. whatever. Yeah. So um Okay, uh, okay. To say that there is no person who in in any locker room who does who isn't having impure thoughts is a lie. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's you true. Can be, yeah. You can be quote unquote straight, which <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a no, no. body's a body. Yeah, it's true. But that's but so but yeah, we we really like it's like spelled out that Finn is homophobic, um, mostly because yeah. he and Kurt are yelling at each other. Kurt says a thing about it being just a room, and then he's like, we can change it if you want, and then Finn is like, okay, well then the first thing that has to go is that. Oof, oof, oof. <laughs> you want... I, I could feel it coming. I don't want, don't say it. Okay, yeah, he, he uses a really offensive word to describe a lamp and a couch cover, um, and he uses the the F word, but not the fucking one. <laughs> the one that I'm not going to say. But it, the one that's hate speech. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, like, so he says it, and, like, you can see, like, the way... And, I mean, it's because it's a perfectly 
accurate reaction to hearing someone say that word, but like Chris Cole multiple like, times, like yeah. he says it like three or four times. It's pretty yeah. intense. And like Chris Colfer, the actor for Kurt, like visibly like is like impacted by it. Whoa. Which to be fair, so was <laughs> I when I watched the episode because it's awful. Same. Like, and yeah. even rewatching the episode, like after all this time, I mean, I knew what was going to happen yeah. because I knew that they were like going to be fighting or whatever. Uh, it's still like it's an intense moment. It's it's not good no you hear it it, it, it's it really has a very punchy way and the way that the cinematography sort of jumps between finn and kurt in this moment really elevates that um yeah that intensity well yeah so um what happens is while bert yeah bert comes in while finn is saying that word um and bert like runs up and confronts finn who immediately like the Again, not not that I really enjoy praising Cory Monteith's acting, but like, <laughs> like you Why? can tell, you You're can so tell, <laughs> you can tell that Finn knows he Im- like immediately knows he did something wrong with his yeah. facial and like body expressions. Um, so Bert, like, kind of just lays it out, and it's honestly it's one of the it, it it's very similar to the scene that we had between Bert and Kurt. Um, a couple episodes ago where Bert is yeah. like, Hey, this is hard for me. I'm trying. I want to be your Bert, dad. Bert does go do into more specific, yeah. um, like more specificity here because he does, he talks, he's like, Hey Finn, do you say the N word? Do you, he's okay. I have a question here. Right. Yeah. So in this scene, he's like, he, Bert refers to the N word and then just says retard. Yeah, right? That seems and offensive. I just did the I just did the same thing. Yeah, so, well, what does that I mean, mean, Sam? I Tell think, me. <laughs> well, I think there was a big push and there has been for a while to oh, try yeah, to get people like to that, stop using that word. Oh yeah, there's like that Hillary word. Duff, there's like that Hillary Duff PSA, right? Yeah. Oh, no, is that what about using the word gay? <laughs> yeah. Derogatorily. Like, you yeah. But the yeah, R so, word kind of push. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and I think around 2010 was when not necessarily it was taking off, but like it was starting to gain some steam. Um, but I think in our culture, it's been mm-hmm. one of those things where like we, like that's been one of the like holdouts, I think, for people yeah. who like being able to say hateful things. Because yeah. for instance, you know, there's the Rick and Morty episode where like Rick is like, I use that word because I mean the definition of what it is. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't help though, because like <laughs> that's still offensive to yeah. people who, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so it's, yeah. It's still, it's still saying that people who don't fit this like perceived normal yeah. of mental capability are, oh, it's like okay to compare those sort of people to like bad things, things. that are. To bad things, which is bad. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, yeah. So uh, Bert talks about how he thought Finn was different, how he, you know, would use that word with his, like, Bert would use the word with his teammates in high school because they, it means bad things. Um, He thought Finn was different. He kicks Finn out. He says, I can't have that kind of poison around um, and says that he would, he chooses, he chooses Kurt essentially over both Finn and Carol, if that's what it takes um, fuck yes yeah. it's really good it's like i said like i think it's one of the best scenes what a dad what Glee. a dad yeah 
Yeah, it's very good. And I mean, because Bert also echoes what we all need to remember. We're all learning. We're all growing. Yeah. We're all just trying to be nice to to each other, you know? Exactly, yeah. No, and that's great. And that's part of it, too, is that, like, Bert is like, hey, like, don't be shitty. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like, like, he's like, hey, I can't have you here if you're going to be a piece of shit. Bye. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So then Finn leaves. Um. Bert leaves. As he leaves, he puts his hand on uh kurt's shoulder and like kurt touches it it's very it's very brief but like it's a very touching kind of moment um yeah it's a i i think it's a really good scene i i I agree man yeah yeah. okay like like i said like it it brings us up in this in in with uh using the cinematography of like swapping between uh this shot reverse shot of these two people very angrily arguing kind of i mean there is some like shaky cam sort of bullshit again but yeah, a um, little bit yeah it just but no, makes it's, me want to bomb yeah that, that sort of camera movement but I mean, the, yeah. the scene the the theatricality of it all sure. wink, yep. is really um built up through the whole scene and the the bit with bert feels really honest and powerful yeah. well and that's yeah when i was because when i was watching it with someone like like it's a tense scene like you it feel is. it like oh you do it's very good. Anyway. That's the thing. Oh. That's the thing is that we've had like a whole episode that has sort of been lackluster and strangely paced. And then we have this one moment. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, damn, that was really good. Exactly. Very Ryan Murphy. If you <gasps> think about Ryan it. Very Ryan Murphy. <laughs> um, yeah. So next scene, we're in the Glee room. Um, we're also pushing time here. So we're just going to keep pushing. Um, uh, well, no, we, there's some stuff you might want to cut out. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, so Finn, uh, Finn is trying to talk to Kurt before Glee starts or whatever. Um, yep. Kurt brushes him off, use, echoing his dad's words, saying like, "I thought you were different." And, and Finn says, "I am different," which is a lie. I don't. But also, believe it. okay, listen. I think he's really taken Bert's words to heart because Bert is a straight man that he can relate to. Okay, great. Um. And I mean, this is, that's the sort of shit you want to say if you've been thinking all, if you've been thinking all night about what your, uh, almost dad lectured you about, you, you want to make, that's what you would say if you want to yeah. make reparations, you know? I guess that's Be fair. like, I am different. I'm going to try. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I just didn't really care for it because I don't <laughs> like Finn. Because you hate Finn. Yeah. You hate Finn so it seems just, it, just so it just seems it just seems disingenuous to me when he's like I, okay. oh i am different i'm like no you're not because you've been homophobic the whole time i watch i listened to the, our last episode and yeah. you just blindly hate finn dude you it's hate finn so much there's so many reasons okay i'll give it to you that there are good reasons to hate finn but also i guess i just I'm, you are different. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Sam, I'm different. I am different. <laughs> um, oh, God. Finn, oh. I, I think I just believe in him. I think he can be a better person because, <laughs> because I want him to be. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's okay. <laughs> Maggie, that's what people say about like criminals. <laughs> I know. I'm 
aiding and I'm enabling Finn. <laughs> okay. Can let's... I enable a television show? No, because it already character? exists. Yeah, it, it, it already exists. Fuck. Coming up next. Yeah, um, so it's Puck, Puck again. singing yeah. Beth, which is the only fucking reason they had that anchor of a of a like weighing us down earlier of that conversation we've seen four or five times. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So we reiterate this conversation again in front of everyone. Puck specifically is like, I want to talk to Quinn, but I want everyone to be here for it. Um, he says it. He's like, I want everyone to hear this. <laughs> but he talks. Which is like, maybe that's why they've done this conversation so many times. It's like it just for like like general knowledge so that every so that everyone can hear this yeah so Uh, but he talks about uh, how his his dad was too rock and roll to be a good dad so they sing beth (laughs) which is from kiss again um uh puck leads for the most part um finn gets a quick verse uh that relates to home so that way that we get like some weird looks at kurt um and mm-hmm. then uh, Puck, well, Puck stares at Quinn the whole time that he's singing. Yeah. Because, well, wouldn't you? Well, okay, here's the thing. He's trying to get her to do something that she has explicitly told him multiple times she doesn't want to do. So... Yeah, because he wants her to name the baby Beth. That's the yes. point of the song, everybody. And uh, Quinn's like, does she look warmed over? She, it's hard to tell yes. because of her big fucking eyelashes. No, no. So, yeah. So, at the very <laughs> end. Because she's still wearing the Gaga outfit. Yes, so at the very end, Puck asks Quinn to name the baby Beth and let him be there when she's born, and Quinn does nod while she is crying. So mm-hmm. it seems like he has won her over. But which... she does have those big fucking eyelashes on everybody, you know, <laughs> yes, like, it, basically it kind of like, looks it, like it would cause wind every time she blinks, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Um, so then the next scene um, is uh, the Rachel. The poker face duet. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so Rachel's meeting Shelby in the auditorium. Uh, we find out that Rachel is, in fact, named for the friend's character, Rachel. Um, yes. <laughs> I lo- okay, I love getting a glimpse into the Rachel Berry mythos. Like, the her character is so, so intricate. We know she was born December 18th, named yes. after Rachel from Friends. We have seen her baby teeth in a jar. Well, and also part of it, I think, is the the fact that they bring this up right now is to lay the groundwork for their future plots because it came right off of naming Quinn's baby Beth. Which yeah. Is dumb. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's we find out it's goodbye, um, and we process the confusion of mom slash mother, the bio mom yes. versus a mother. Um, was yeah. this really? Was it really this hard in 2010? Like, is this when I don't we know. all figured it out? Because it's not. Like I, th- I think nowadays maybe that's when I feel like Ryan Murphy was like, "Listen, I'm gonna make the world figure it out." But it's like, no, we we got it, bro. Uh, well, because like I feel like the kids are all right came out around this time too. So it's oh, like one it, of those things. Here, I'm looking that up. You keep going. Yeah. So like I feel like it was one of those things where it's like it seemed like it was a really hard thing for all of us to do, which is figure out like, oh, what's the difference? Like, who is this bio mom to me? Even though like I didn't get raised by them and stuff. And, no, like, I think I th- it's also just like, ga- ooh, gay parents. How does that work? Yeah. Um, as yeah. a storyline. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hey, the kids are are uh, all right. Came out July thirtieth, twenty ten. So a little bit after this, actually. Yeah. So like it was like I feel like it was just part of the culture at that time. We just didn't know how to process the idea that somebody was biologically 
parented by someone but raised by someone else like <laughs> whoa like what? i guess not not that more let like you could meet your bio parents later in life cuz i feel mm-hmm. like like adoptions were a thing already but like yeah. i think in with increasing technology and things like that it was a lot easier for people to meet their actual I mean, their, their, it's, like, bio it's parents. all over the fucking place now yeah. you know it's a yeah. it's uh such a trope like, like what a what a meme yeah, but, like, that's the thing is, like, I feel like nowadays it's not confusing at all. We're like, oh, yeah, that's the person that, like, that gave, gave their you, body but parts. isn't your mom. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, it's really hard for Rachel. They finally figure it out. She calls her Shelby for the first time. Thank God. Oh, um, thank goodness. Every time she said mom, it was like, it, it, you could almost feel, you could hear Shelby Corcoran turning inside out. Yes. Um, Shelby... Shelby got a gift for Rachel. She wrapped it and then opens it in front of her. I've never seen anyone give a gift that way, but that's what she does. Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, why would you wrap up a gift and then open it for the person in front of them? Like, why wouldn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Like, Rachel tears open the paper herself, right? No, no, no. She doesn't even hold it at all. Oh, my like, God. Shelby <laughs> that has, like, a bow on it and everything. And I'm like, why doesn't? Shelby... Why don't you give it to Rachel to open? Like, how gifts work. <laughs> No, because because Shelby when Shelby was wrapping it, she was like, "Oh, I can't fucking wait to open this. I love opening presents." <laughs> but yeah, so... so it was like a present to herself and Rachel because well, yeah. Shelby, like Rachel, is a showboat. Yeah, yeah, because we find out she she gives her a glass cup for when she's thirsty. Read <sighs> sad, um, but it has gold stars There's on a star it. Star on it. Yeah. And Shelby is like, oh, well, stars are sort of my thing. And Rachel <laughs> says, oh, my God, me too. Um, yeah. You're cute. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Rachel calls her Shelby. And then they sing a slow version of Poker Face together. It's uh, it's it's an all... Okay. Out of context, it's a great cover. Yes. You know? Leah it's Michelle lovely. and Shelby. Idina Menzel. Yeah. Idina Menzel. I mean, they sound amazing. They sang Les Mis last week. Now they're singing Lady Gaga. Like, why can't the show just be Idina Menzel and Leah, yeah. Leah Michelle um, singing to each other? I guess. Yes. I would listen to it. I would watch it. Yeah. Uh, um, because they sound great. And they look great. They look very similar. Yes. Um, Brad is always just around. Brad, the piano yeah. player, we find out. Um, the song I said is Bananas Good um it's they, really good they get into it as they are wont to do they're both very showboaty as you said um and then shelby leaves and rachel cries i, I okay i do want to say one thing about our t- use of showboat yeah i'm not implying that it's a bad thing with oh, will no. it, it's, it's annoying with yeah. rachel it's just like wow she's just living her life so hard and yeah. well, it's the same I- it's a similar thing with shelby you know? Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, when I, yeah, I, I agree. I think we use it and it kind of comes off as a negative thing. I don't, but mean we don't that mean it all. that way. No, no we I love it. Get it really into Please. the performance, but for Will, it's really annoying. And for them, it's very good. So. <laughs> yeah. Cause for Will, it's always, it always feels a little like, um, like air guitar. Da- yeah. Like, like a dad doing an impression. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the next scene I have titled the lesson um, because everyone is dressed up in the, it's in the glee room. They're all dressed yep. up in their outfits, including the kiss boys, um, yep. t- to learn what the point of doing it was. And <laughs> Will is like, I don't know, which I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he's such a bad teacher. He's so bad but, at it. Um, then Tina <sighs> arrives wearing her goth outfit back, back goth in quotes, but like wearing her normal 
outfit, the thing mm-hmm. she was wearing at the beginning of the episode. Looking um, cool. Twi- she announces that she wants to be herself, and also she threatened Figgins with vampiric violence. And we do get a flash to that. Um, yes. Where Tina describes how she's from like an Asian vampire line or something. <laughs> yes. And uh, how her dad will come come get Figgins, and then yes. she's like, I need to go back to my coffin. The sun is poisoning my eyes or, or yeah. something. And it's like, so this was during the day? That you're, yes. When did you do this? When did you threaten him? Um. Yeah, I don't know. It, it has the line, which apparently became like a, like Asian vampires became a trending hashtag on Twitter, but it was Asian hmm. vampires are the most vicious of all the vampires. So. All right. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, so then, they probably have some of the longest uh, lines tracing back, you know, his, yeah. historical lines. It That's makes true. sense. Um, anyway, so then uh, back in the Glee room, Will touches Tina, like mm-hmm. kind of like touches her shoulders. Gross. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they don't realize... touch... Will, don't touch the children. <laughs> they, they realize that Kurt and Finn aren't there. Yeah. Um, so and then... that's when we flash to Kurt being cornered by Azimo and Karofsky in the hallway. Yep. And it's 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 like uh, we see Azimo and Karofsky's backs and yes. Kurt uh, up against like a mirror, like a window wall kind of. Yes. Yep. Thing. It's sort of like the like the windows that are in like spas and pools and stuff that are. Yeah, they're they're um, like um, obscured. Yeah, glazed. No, not glazed. Um, kind of though. Yeah, they're, they're whatever. Just, yeah, yeah. They're like the little cubes, the yes. little uh, the little unsee through, unsee through cubes. You got, yes. you got it. <laughs> you delete that. That was, that was garbage. Um, but yeah, so then um, uh, we're crying, so over time. We yep. need to keep going. <laughs> yes, uh, Kurt, Kurt is crying, um, as most people are want to do in this episode. Finn arrives mm-hmm. in a sh- in a shower curtain to save uh, Kurt. I'm not well, a big fan I, of this. Kurt is sort of standing up for himself while he's cowering against this this wall. He's yeah. like, hit me. If you're going to do it, hit me or whatever. Yes. Which it's like, yeah, okay. And, uh, and he's like, I'm never going to change who I am because right. being different is the best part of me. Yeah. Yay. Yay. The lesson. Um, and then <laughs> Finn arrives in a shower curtain. That is, it looks better than that. It, the line says shower curtain, but it's just Glee lying again. Yeah, it looks okay. good. Well, yeah. But yeah, so it, it's it's like, essentially, it looks like a Lady Gaga kind of outfit. It's, uh-huh. a, well, okay, except for the fact it's not very revealing. I don't know. It's it's like very long. <laughs> it's a, lo- like it's, it's a it's, long red gown. <laughs> yes, that is made of a rubber substance. Um, and he also has it's a like mask. It's like a latex gown. It could it could look all right. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, true, it, and it does. It looks fine. Yeah, he also has a like sequined mask. Yep. Um It's just, but again, like he puts his hands on his hips and kind of stands like a like a half-ass superhero. It's yeah. not great. <laughs> um, but like, when did he make this? Like, I uh, just it doesn't feel genuine. Sam, no, it doesn't make sense. How did any of them make the fucking things? <laughs> like, no. This is the problem, right? With having like a with like an expert art department, and having somebody like Ryan Murphy at the helm, yeah. who's like, "No, le- I want it to look good." Yeah, like, exactly. Uh. Well, okay, okay. Let's. I have a theory. Maybe okay. it's not. Maybe like the way the costumes look is non diegetic. Okay, so <laughs> maybe it's... they look this way because it's a musical and everything's just bombastic yeah. and can't be in, re- in reality. 
Finn was wearing an actual shower curtain. No, he like, was. It was just wrapped, wrapped around, around him. Himself. Here's a hem. There's a hem. I sewed a hem. It's like it's like if he was. It's like a toga, but like with a shower curtain. Yeah. But like in our minds, <laughs> it, it looks, looks like, like this. It down. looks this. It looks fucking baller. <laughs> They're all just wearing like garbage cans. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Just you know, something a little bit less polished. <laughs> Um, okay. I mean, maybe, yeah, sure. But anyway, yeah, I do so- want to. I do want to point out Finn is wearing like the ugliest sneakers <laughs> with <laughs> this dress. You, all, you only see like peaks of them, but right. they are so ugly. They are they are like gym teacher nineteen ninety three ugly. <laughs> They're so bad. But yeah. Ugh, so anyway, yuck. getting back to the plot. Um, all of the other people show up from Glee Club. Um, uh, Karaski and Zimio are uh, scared off, essentially, because they don't want to fight all of them. Yeah. Also, They, they cower into the darkness, <laughs> like the yeah. villains they are. Um, they call him a freak hive, though, and they call they do. Finn the queen freak. It's, yeah, because Azimo has has some, like, fucking... Azimio? That's how you say it, right? Yeah, Azimio Azim- is what I have. Azimio yeah. has, like... Uh, some more like fucking witty quips <laughs> yes being like you know i've taken biology it seems like we've deserved we've uh disturbed the freak hive yeah okay just, stop uh, i don't need to i don't need you to write like a bullying dissertation dude. no <laughs> um but yeah so they leave and then will arrives slow clapping for finn quote finding the lesson Ugh. yeah yeah which yeah he's, he's he literally says that doesn't he that's like yes. a verbatim line which yes. is like well you are such a mess <laughs> where is your syllabus i'm really glad the kids do the teaching for you <laughs> um uh. but yeah so uh there's just one last note so like and then everyone walks away um down the hallway um there's a little thing though where kurt pats finn on the shoulder um, and then Finn kind of like squeezes one of Kurt's epaulets in response. And it's Kurt cute. is like, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't, don't touch that. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's honestly, I really like that little like interaction at the end. I just thought it was a good way to end. No, it was cute. It, it kind of showed that like Finn is, was all right with him touching yeah. him, you know, which is, it's, it's nice to see after they were fighting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's even the though whole that's episode. probably that probably wasn't planned, it was just blocking done by the actors who are friends, and then right. it didn't make sense in character. Whatever, it's or uh, who gro- did he did was there growth? <laughs> did people change? Who knows? It's Glee. Everything seems to be back to reset anyway. It, yes. it, it's a Glee episode. Yes. Okay. So let's do the podcast business. Podcast business. Podcast business. But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Both stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Okay. So, um, how about you go first? Let's do gold star. My gold star is going to Shelby Corcoran. Ooh. There you go. Done. Good. Um, my gold star is going to Bert. For the same reason nice. I give him a gold star every time he's on the show. Because in 2010, the world needed more gay because ally you, heroes. Because you still feel good about these pandering-ass yes. uh, scenes. Uh, Which what, is fine. What did you think pa- was the best Pander number? away. Oh, Pander. Yeah. 
What did What's you think up? was the best number? Best number? Oh, fuck. Okay. So I'm I'm in between. I'm like back. I don't know. This one's hard, right? Because yeah. Idina Menzel sings. So yes. that needs to be taken into consideration. She has two numbers in this episode that are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bad Romance is amazing. The, yep. the production of it is really, uh, I mean, it it sh- sort of shows that they were doing that for the commercial. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the rest of the episode is not to that production value. Right. It's not that good. No, it's not in in regards to uh, like cinematography and that sort of thing. Like this seems so much more intentioned rather than yes. the um, re- shot reverse shot we've been getting for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Uh, w- but I think even though Bad Romance is good and it's the reason why they did the entire episode, I think I'm gonna go for Funny Girl. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I know it's sort of out of left field, but my other top ones, like I said, were uh, Bad Romance and Poker Face. Yes. Um, I I picked Poker Face with a close nice. second being Bad Romance. Um, and it's mostly because, like, honestly, this Glee episode is what got me into Lady Gaga, which is weird. Sure. But it is what it is. So, like... These versions of the songs are ones that I know very well, and I actually I just really like them. So I, I, I mean, can okay, yeah. there there is some good reasoning for that. New Mexico, we get all the trends like four years late. Like people yes. were were wearing gauchos in like two thousand eight. Like yes, what it's do true. you want? Yeah, it's true. Also, our mom listened to country music exclusively, so I don't know when <laughs> I would have gotten to listen to Lady Gaga. So Ugh. anyway, um, let's move to rating. What do you yes, rate this? Yes, rating. I'm going to rate this episode two slushies out of five. Okay. That it's makes a pretty sense. good up overall. You know, uh, the costumes are fun. It's fun to see our characters look a little different. And yeah. uh, the Bert and Finn storyline doesn't feel too overwrought yet. Um, right. It still sure. feels pretty good to me, I think. Um, yep. in Especially in the way that it concluded with uh, them having some sort of reconciliation. Yep. Uh, and the and I mean, and Idina Menzel is in it, so yeah, I can't give it more slushies than what I've done. Yeah, it, some would get on her beautiful face. That's true. Okay. Um, I originally was gonna rate this episode zero of five slushies because wow, damn the the Lady Gaga. Honestly, I think the Lady Gaga performances and the Kurt and Finn storyline mm-hmm. make it worth it. Yeah. Um, but the problem is that the Puck and Quinn storyline and is so whatever the nothing. other fuck one was, Rachel's mom even, is like, I don't give a shit. Like, we've been here yeah. before. Well, because the like, Rachel's mom storyline is weird. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's too It's too strangely spaced. And right. when, when Rachel goes to Shelby and is like, sew this for me, it's like, what? Right. Like yeah. it do- it doesn't really make sense to why she would do that, right. especially in the time frame that she did. Yeah. Um so. but honestly, I think I'm going to stick with it just cuz it was my gut reaction. Sure. I'm going to do 0 5 it. slushies. Um I think this episode See, has no, some I mean, we we rate differently. You got yeah. the, you have it in your notes. I'm going it's off true. the fly. Yeah. Especially like these podcasts that are just filled with hate and vitriol. <laughs> like I'm always feeling kind of kind of like <laughs> Uh, yeah exactly after, you know well see and that's i think that's part of it for me is with this episode like when we talk about it like we've talked about it for 
a very long time. Yeah, but like, like an hour and a half. But that's what this podcast is. Right, but like, <laughs> but as we as we dig into it, like it's awful. It's not good. It's bad television. But when you watch it, <laughs> it's so good. Like there, yeah, you do sort of believe the lie yeah. a little bit. Which, well, yeah, I think it's the theatricality oh, of it. You know, the, it is. It's the bright colors. <laughs> It's, it's dressed up so well that like i'm just like oh so pretty and then like we it's, talk about it, i'm like oh hey, sam, fuck sam they need to light themselves on fire they can't exactly. just douse themselves in gasoline you can't yes. they can't roll around so let's light this podcast on fire <laughs> let's end the episode okay uh, um yeah, let's so burn, burn the reel here. Next, let's go. Next week, next week, we'll be back with episode 21, which is Funk. That's right. Um, Ooh, and this one's a good one, y'all. It's by the same director who directed Mattress. So. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, well, it's because I really like the number at the end. Okay, because um, I am trash. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to contact us, if you want to let us know that, like, you know, we were completely off base with this episode or another episode, or you're excited for the end of the season so that we can talk we about are, season two or whatever. We are two, y'all. OMG. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, if you want to contact us about that, you can find us on Facebook if you search for Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. Um, you mm-hmm. can find us on Twitter if you use the handle at SNM Hate Glee. And you and, can write us directly on Gmail at snmhakely at gmail.com. Yep. And you can also Snapchat us. Uh, we don't have like a podcast Snapchat, but, you know, it's the way of the future. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. Ba, da, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba, da.